go talk Michigan football. Doug Skeen, he's a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear weekly with Chris Ballas at thewolverine.com. Five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s. He joins us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. What's up, my man? Bill, how you doing this afternoon? Doing good. Uh, you know, football is full force. High school to college to the pros. The weeks just fly by. Already going into week four for high school. Uh, week or yeah, excuse me, week five for high schools. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Week four. They're, they're, yeah, they're halfway done. Yeah, more than halfway done in the regular season. Week four uh, for Michigan and most of D one football and the Lions. You know, are two games in with a must-win situation on Sunday at home against the Falcons. You know, when you do look at Michigan football a quarter of the way into their season before we get to kickoff of Rutgers on Saturday at the Big House, from what you were thinking in August at our Tallymore Fall Football Summit when we talked about Michigan, the Big Ten, and the upcoming season, Lions, NFL, from what we discussed and your thoughts on Michigan then, have you seen anything through the first three games that upgrades or downgrades your projection on this team? Well, for sure, we've got we've got the second ranked total defense in, in all of college football right now. That was better than I thought they would be for sure, and better than advertised. We were told, you know, coming into fall camp, they were high on this defense, and now through September, here that defense is really performing well. And that's good because you need that when, on the opposite side of the football, things are a little underwhelming in some ways, Bill. We've won these games easy, but the reality is we're middle of the road in total offense. And I'm sorry, at yeah, total offense and passing offense. We're 61st and I think rushing and 68th and passing and maybe vice versa. But there's about 125 or so. Division One college football teams and Michigan's offense is sitting right in the middle of both of those categories. That's not nearly what it would be. So that's a little concerning. Uh, the good news is I think J.J. is, with the exception of that Bowling Green game, he's been better than advertised. Uh, you know, I think he's clearly advanced his game in spite of what we saw there against Bowling Green. Now, he better not do that again against Rutgers here because uh, it's better, but at this point, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the overall statistical performance of this offense considering the rushing attack that we were supposed to have. It just hasn't been where I thought it would be. And why the struggles? Is it no Harbaugh on the sidelines, different head coaches every week, uh, the fact that you're playing three dog teams and they didn't show their playbook? I know we discussed that a year ago, and it worked out pretty well for Michigan outside of that first half against TCU in the college football playoff. Uh, why middle-of-the-pack numbers on offense for Michigan? Well, I think there's a few factors there. Number one, you've had a couple defenses that have really set their, their game plan to stop the run, which causes us to pass, and that's a good thing because we can pass pretty well. We've had uh, Roman Wilson and, and a couple other guys step up in a big way passing-wise, so that's one of the reasons the rushing offense hasn't been all that wonderful. I do believe that that playbook has been restricted uh, to a point, and that doesn't surprise me one bit at all. And I think the third factor is they've been mixing up this combination of the starting offensive line, especially obviously at the tackle position there, moving guys in and out. Carson Barnhart playing left, and now he's playing right. You've had a couple of the guys working in there with Hinton and now with Darius at left tackle. So 
I've always said, and I'll continue to say, offensive lines, they need time to marinate together. They need time to to get all those thousands of reps together, and, and not just in practice, but in game time. And yeah, in time, I think that'll come around, but it's it's time. It's time for this offense to ascend to the top 25 in both of these categories and not be middle of the road. Well, what's ascend? Uh, that beginning with the Rutgers game on Saturday for you as a former Michigan player, as a five-time champion, you know what it takes uh, to win rings at Michigan. Uh, what What is the right visual that this team is ascending that you'll be looking for Saturday in that Big Ten opener? Yeah, it's always the same thing, Phil. No tackles for losses on those running plays. You can't have that. And what that means is guys standing at our line of scrimmage or in the backfield causing our backs to have to make cuts long before they're supposed to. So no tackles for losses. Uh, pressures and hits on the quarterback, especially in the first quarter of the game. And pass protection has been pretty good. Uh, through the first few games of the season here, but those are always the measurements. No one touches the quarterback ever. It can't. It just can't happen. If your pass protection is as good as advertised, that shouldn't be happening. And so if you do those two things, you just keep the ball moving forward, then statistically you're going to be fine. But I always look for at least 150 yards of rushing, and with the, with the running back of Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, we should have that maybe with at least one of those guys and the other guy gets at least 50 to 75 yards. So a couple hundred yards of rushing from this offense is almost kind of expected because that's been the foundation of what the Jim Harbaugh offense has been. Now, again, if the defense is going to stack their safeties right behind those middle linebackers, you, you have no choice. you got to throw the football. But we'll see how this goes. Rutgers has always been very good coached under Greg Schiano. I expect that to be the same on Saturday. I think this game will be tighter than some people think it should be. Uh, it's not going to make me panic, but I just want to see those developments along that offensive front, uh, cleaning up those little tiny messes so that this offense can perform to the way it should be. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast, heard every week with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. He's joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Yeah, I kind of look at a year ago, and we were wondering, okay, when they gonna, you know, when JJ took over for Cade, when they gonna unleash him, and we really didn't see it uh, in its full glory until that game uh, at uh, Ohio State. So Harbaugh has a plan, has a system, uh, has a way of getting them ready towards the end of the season. It's worked the last two years, and like I said yesterday and all week long. I'm not going to dissect the number two team in the country when they're 3-0. and If you're looking for 57-7 blowouts to cover your bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, so be it. But Michigan is number two. They are undefeated. And until they lose to teams they shouldn't lose to, uh, then I'll drop the huge opinions. Yeah, that's absolutely fair, Bill. And in my comments and concerns about where Michigan's offense sits statistically – are certainly tempered by the fact that we are 3-0, and and we won, have won these games rather handily. I just look at the individual performance of that offensive line, and I see a, a unit that should be better than what it has shown so far, especially complemented with those backs. So, yeah, I'm a greedy old offensive lineman, and I know these guys are better than what they've shown. I just want to see them do what I know they're capable of doing. And why is the Michigan offensive line struggling, Doug, as a former 
O-lineman, five Big Ten titles at Michigan. Uh, you look at a game differently than most would, being a former lineman. Why is the Michigan O-line not as good as advertised right now? Well, I think they're good, Bill. I mean, let me clarify. I think they are good. I don't know how many sacks we've given up this year. We haven't gotten our quarterback really drilled hard. So they are doing well. I just don't think they're doing as well as they could be because of all that talent they've got, especially in the middle of that offensive line with those two guards and a really outstanding player in Nugent who came over from Stanford. So it goes back to the things we talked about earlier. you got to get a starting five set, five guys, and those tackles settled in there so those guards can work with those tackles and get familiar with them. And we got to get into a groove with these backs, including Donovan Edwards, to find out where the comfort level is and what this offense is trying to do. I have no doubts that they're going to be able to do it. I just need to see that now that the Big Ten season is now upon us. My visual, uh, without getting too technical on the O-line, Doug, the visual from last year to this year is that they're not bulldozing opponents as much as they did last year. And the opponents so far have been East Carolina and Bowling Green and UNLV. That, that, That would be a concern of mine. And J.J.'s performance last Saturday, whether he's under the weather, whatever's going on, uh, for one game, I can live with it because the dude's been money the first two. But the O-line, not just trucking uh, teams and nothing personal against East Carolina, UNLV, or Bowling Green, but they are second and third tier teams. Well, that is a, that is a concern. I mean, you look at that and you go, oh, it's just Bowling Green. Oh, it's 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 just East Carolina, but they are still Division One athletes, Bill, and when they park their safeties two or three steps behind those middle linebackers, I don't care what running game you have drawn up, that's difficult to run the football. But on the flip side of that, this goes back to some of the, some of the, the, the details that I look for, it's those tackles for losses, and when you see Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards having to make a break in his backfield because someone's standing at the line of scrimmage and maybe we didn't have a clean double team at the point of attack, those are the tiny little things that have to get cleaned up if this team wants to get to where it wants to be here at the end of the season. I fully expect them to do it, and now, now is the time of year where they have to do it. you got to get going here, fellas. You cannot be this kind of experienced offensive front and have the 61st, 61st ranked rushing offense in America. One thing I've noticed, and it goes back to East Carolina who started it, and UNLVM, Bowling Green all did it, and walking up those safeties – are they saying that Michigan doesn't have the speed to get by them? Because that's kind of concerning, uh, really concerning, if East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green, a Mac school, feel that way, that they're going to walk up their safeties to play the run because they don't believe Michigan has the deep threats at wide receiver outside of Roman Wilson. No, well, that could be the game plan. I don't know. I'm, you know, it's, 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 It certainly makes sense on one hand that that would be their, their attempt uh, because Michigan's identity is run heavy to force the plays down the field. And the good news is that with J.J. and Wilson and Johnson, these guys ha- have been making some really nice plays down the field. And so, again, you know, the old cliches of given what a defense will, will give you or take what a defense will give you are certainly in play. Uh, again, we'll see how this goes as, as, as more teams load up to take away this run. Then we'll just throw the football, and then when they back off, and I would expect you to see that pendulum switch swing the other way, and then we should be running the football more effectively. But a, a well-coached, well-balanced offense is not going to look at, an, at a, at a nine-man front and say, well, let's run our power game anyway. 
Uh, you can do that down inside the 5- or 10-yard line when you need a few yards, and Michigan has done well at times there. But out in the middle of the field, if they got that box stacked up, it's time to put the football in the air. You make a check at the line of scrimmage, you throw your route, and off we go to first downs. Doug Skeen, former Big Ten champion offensive lineman, five rings at Michigan late 80s, early 90s, co-host with Chris Ballas on the Michigan Football Podcast, heard weekly at thewolverine.com, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, from what you've seen around the Big Ten, any teams that concern you more than they did back in August at our Tullymore Fall Football Golf Summit or less? Uh, if there's any, I think maybe Penn State. I, I temper that to a degree because uh, Franklin's still the head coach there. I've openly talked about this. Uh, I don't know that he's the best game day coach. I think he's only as good as his assistants uh, have, have been there at, at Penn State. But they got some football players in that defense. They got an outstanding defensive end. They got an outstanding offensive tackle. They got a really good safety. They got a really good linebacker. So Penn State's got my eyebrows up a little bit. Uh, I don't think you know. I don't think that translates into oh my gosh. I think we're going to lose that game. I think we're still going to win that football game. But this ties back to what we've been talking about, Bill. This offensive line, you you cannot afford uh, leaky blocking performance when you go to a place like Penn State. You got to be clean and tight up there if you want to go into places like that and win. And so we've got a few more weeks here to get this going. Uh, Rutgers, uh, I think, presents a really unique challenge in that. Like I said earlier. Greg Schiano's a good football coach, knows how to coach in the Big Ten. So this is not going to be an easy one. It's not going to be a walk-away win. If it is, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Doug, always good stuff with you, my man. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk soon. All right, Bill. Go Blue. Thanks for having me.